Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? Welcome to the show, coming to you from the DTOM Studios in the free state of Florida. Brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. That's right, it's Friday, guys. April 29th. 2022 how's everybody doing out there today like i said right then the show is brought to you by makers mark bourbon it's friday what do we like to do on friday like to drink no we don't (laughs) fuck that shit i do and that's what's gonna happen but first i'm gonna bring you a show for the ages well not really (laughs) All right, guys, what I want to go over today is just a few things. Um, You know, I like to try to keep the show under an hour, so uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm just going to jump into it. I'm not really going to give highlights. A lot of what I'm going to talk about is the bullshit that's going on right now. Recession. Are we going to fall into a recession? We just got the numbers back from the GDP. And then I'm going to go into... yeah, the Biden administration just approved the usage of uh, E15 gasoline. And then, of course, I cannot not talk about the Ministry of Truth. Uh, I guess I should have some uh, Darth Vader music playing there. I don't know. So, at any rate, yeah. So, let's get into this uh, GDP talk and whatnot. What does that mean for, for us so here's a gentleman. He's on, I think, CNBC. Let's see what he has to say about the subject. GDP, first look, first quarter, is a nasty minus 1.4. Minus 1.4. We haven't had a minus sign since that nasty second quarter, COVID-related, uh, in 2020. Let's go through it. Consumption drops to 2.7, well below expectations. Although, sequentially, it's actually higher than last time, which was 2.5. The pricing index buckle up 8%. 8%. That is unbelievable to find a higher number than 8%. You have to go back to 1981. And if you look at the personal consumption expenditure quarter over quarter, that was up 5.2. Now that isn't so bad because the high water mark there is actually 6.1 from June of last year and that took us back to 1983. So what does that mean? I have no idea, I'm not an economist. So you know how he blew his, his gourd over the pricing index, 8%, right? What does that mean? What is that pricing index? We, it's like they throw a lot of numbers out at us you know, because most Americans don't know what that means. Tell us black and white, what does it mean? We go to the grocery store, we buy gasoline, we get the idea. So the pricing index basically is the measure of re, uh, relative price changes consistent with a series of numbers arranged so that the comparison between the values of any two periods or places will show an average change in prices between periods or the average difference in prices between places. So what that means is, as we all are aware, we don't need a talking head on the news to tell us the price of everything is going up. Now, of course, you press Biden or Saki or anyone else in the Biden administration about this, they're going to tell you it's Putin's fault, right? Oh, it's because of the gas. We're going to get into that in a little bit as far as the gas prices go. So I want to talk, stay on point as far as the uh, GDP situation. So it fell to a negative 1.4, like the guy said. They were expecting a 1% growth. So in essence, it dropped 2.5%. And, you know, like that guy was saying, um, hasn't been, wasn't, there wasn't a negative since two years ago when COVID first broke out and they shut everything down. Well, that was pretty obvious you shut everything down 
the uh, you know your gross domestic product drops. Now, what is gross domestic product? So, what that is is we're actually in, in first time in a long time. Obviously, it, it, let's take 2020 out of this discussion. When you import more than you export, then those numbers increase. You, um, we've halted. <laughs> it, it's it's really amazing. You can't fake inflation numbers. Well, they are actually <laughs> faking inflation numbers. But even with them faking the numbers, they're still bad, right? And uh, and we'll see in a couple of days, probably in about a week and a half, two weeks, when the new numbers come out in May, what it's at. Because what was it, 8.5%? So surely it's going to be around 9 when those numbers come out. But... Um, even though I believe those numbers are actually worse than what they're telling us, those numbers are still bad enough. Um, you can't fake pri uh, the price index. You can't fake the GDP. Even when you try to fake it and it still comes up to be bad numbers, it's, it's, it's even worse. Like, they'll tell you, oh, it only did this or it only did that, but you go to the grocery store and you feel like it's a lot worse. Not to mention the fact that with inflation being where it's at and we've talked about this in shows in the past most i think it was when the april numbers came out or maybe it was March, whatever it was early april when we talked about it the uh, most americans you know usually you get your your pay raises or your reviews or whatever at the beginning of the year sometime in the first quarter of the year and if you most the average pay raise is anywhere from three to five percent and that's just how it is. Um, and they try to make it, oh, three, five, that's five. You know, you make 50000 that's, uh, you know, 5%. You got $2,500 raise. Um, okay, yeah, break that shit up in 52 weeks. It's really not that much money. But beside that, um, <laughs> if inflation is at 7, 8, 9, 10, 12%, <laughs> whatever it ends up being before it's all said and done, and you, your pay raise was only 3 to 5%. What pay raise, right? If your pay raise can't supersede what the inflation number is, then you're not making any more money. You're actually losing money. You might not be losing as much money, but you're still losing money. At any rate, so I want to read this article here. Um, so it missed uh, levels of inflation not seen since the Carter presidency. The Bureau of Economic Analysts released data this morning showing that the real in, in, uh, inflation-adjusted U.S. gross domestic product declined to 1.4% in the first quarter of the year. That's despite record government spending that by definition inflates GDP and as aggressive interest rate hikes will further slow down the growth loom. <clears throat> These... Um, this complicates the uh, Biden's administration's spine on the economy, which has thus far focused on blaming inflation on Vladimir Putin due to rising oil prices. Even though the overwhelming majority of the rise of the gas prices came prior to the invasion of Ukraine, the narrative seems to only be plausible to his base. Only 4% or 14% of independents are blaming the rise on the gas prices. And, of course, Biden has seemingly no explanation for why the cost of everything else is going up, too. The narrative in early, mid-21 uh, that inflation was merely transitory has disappeared without replacement. So, before I read on, I just want to throw this out there. Okay, we live in America. I would say anyone listening to this show that lives in this country, and, and I know we have people that listen to this show in, in uh, other countries and I'm going to assume it's the same there you whether you're whether you get products that are made in your country whether we get products that are made in America or China or wherever else that stuff has to get here somehow and whether it comes over by a boat or when it gets to here it gets to your grocery store or whatever via what a truck that runs on what diesel so 
you, on top of the fact, one thing that no one's talking about is what did we hear for the last couple of years about everyone bitching about minimum wage? Minimum wage needs to be $15. It needs to be $15. And I had said, <laughs> companies aren't going to lose money, okay? Your goal as a company owner is to what? Be profitable, okay? Profit is money. You're not running a business to lose money. It's not a charity. So if, if you're clamoring, if people are clamoring for uh, minimum wage to be whatever that number is, then something's got to give. So either you're going to have to raise your prices or you're going to have to get rid of employees. Because when it comes to the bottom line, one of your cost expenditures of running a business is wages, right? So if I run a, a private, if I have my own business, if I have a convenience store, let's say, and uh, me and my wife run the convenience store, and we have one or two employees. Well, now minimum wage goes up five bucks, ten bucks, whatever that number is. Well, now I have those two employees. Maybe I could barely afford those two employees before, but now I definitely can't afford those two employees. So I'm gonna have to get rid of one of them, and then me and my wife are gonna have to pick up the slack. And that's how it is because when it comes down to it, it's up to you and your wife to make your money. You're not there to employ people. You're there to make money. Employees help you make money. Yada, yada, yada. You go into grocery stores. You go into Walmart. Hell, you go into Dollar General. You go into some convenience stores. CVSs, I've seen them. And these um, self-checkout registers are popping up everywhere. Hell, you go into a Walmart nowadays. If it's a newer Walmart, it's been remodeled or whatever, the bulk of their registers up front are self-checkout. The one up the street here from my house, <laughs> I don't think, I'll have to check it next time I go in there, but I'm almost pretty sure that 80% of the registers are self-check. So, in and this has been a trend that started a few years ago, and then companies, these mass uh, retail companies like Walmart, Target, um, saw this, like, okay, well, if I can have one person cover up, you know, five, eight, ten, however many registers, that's better than having eight people cover eight registers. Not to mention, you can have just about all of those. And what was one of the biggest complaints? You go into Walmart, say, five years ago. Not enough registers open, right? Well, it's because wages, blah, blah, blah. Well, now you can have all your registers open or most of them open because you only got to have two or three people covering those, you know, 18 registers or whatever there is. People bitch and complain. I'm not using a self-checkout. I don't get paid to shop here. Blah, 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 blah. This is y'all's fault. The people that sat there and bitched and complained about minimum wage being too low. This is your fault. These self-checkouts are y'all's fault. Okay? I told you. Me and Chris told you. When the, As this shit happens, you will see jobs. I, I'll be interested to see what the job numbers are come next month. Whenever they're released. Probably be next week sometime. I'll be curious to see because what's going to start happening is as these numbers rise, what's happening is the only reason the spending or the, what did he say, uh, what was it, 2.7 where people are buying still, I, I think that's a fake number. I personally think you have prices rising. People still need stuff. You still need bread, milk, eggs. You still need some of your basics. You might even splurge and buy candy or potato chips or soda or whatever but if you buy that stuff and the prices are increased on all of that stuff well of course the you're going to show an increase in sales because if last year this time that's you know whatever was two dollars and this year it's three dollars well and you still sold 10 units or you know i'm just throwing numbers out there but my point is is Obviously, your numbers are going to go up because the price is higher. You see what I'm saying? In the grand scheme of things, people are going to stop buying. I did a show. I don't know the exact date, but it was back in August. I called it the New Great Depression. And I talked about this and what happened in 1918 with the Spanish flu and how that incident, in my opinion, the way I look at it, Spanish flu is very similar 
I don't want to say the disease itself was similar to COVID, but the reaction to the disease was very similar to COVID. And what transpired after the Spanish flu was the beginning of the uh, Great Depression. Now, granted, Spanish flu was 1918. It's like the Great Depression was, you know, the next year. But the stock, stock market crash was 11 years afterwards. The incidents that happened in between the uh, Spanish flu and the stock market crash are very eerily similar to what's going on right now. But we don't want to talk about history. We rather blame Putin for gas prices. Gas prices were going up before the Ukraine situation. We've talked about that. Yeah, they're higher now. But is that a is it because of what's going on over there? We don't get that much fucking oil from from Russia. Those numbers shouldn't matter. The the prices of oil, the price of oil went up the day that motherfucker was elected and said the things he said about shutting down the pipeline, shutting down this. And then they could sit there and say, oh, they have X amount of leases and they're just not drilling. Bullshit. The EPA has put regulations and have, have actually sued oil drills, drillers in Alaska, stopping them from drilling. But no one wants to talk about that. We want to blame the scary man in Russia. It's Putin's fault. When, when is enough enough? Um, the thing that kills me is the people <laughs> that, that don't, you know, <laughs> okay, so I can agree. I personally don't think so. Like they, they did a poll on, uh, independence. So 7% were like, we're not sure why the fuel prices are higher. Uh, 25% blames it on big oil, which I'm not, I'm not excusing. They are making record profits. And one could argue, well, they shouldn't be making profits, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Big oil, as it says in this, in this uh, thing here, they don't control the price of gas. You don't go to Exxon and it's four bucks and then you go to Mobile and it's 405 and then you go to BP and it's four. They, if you've ever noticed, the gas prices at your gas stations in town are basically the same. It's very rare. The only time you might see a substantial change is if they, whatever gas station just hadn't raised or lowered their prices yet. Like the, the uh, gas prices are regulated by the stock market in the futures. They, the, they don't go out there and say, you know what, I think I'm going to sell gas for five bucks today. They don't do that. They don't have control over that. So you can't sit there and blame big oil. They're making their profits because people are still driving. People are still doing still. They're making their profits because the stock market and the futures traders have increased the cost of a barrel of oil. So if you want to blame anybody, blame them. But whatever. So then they say Putin is at 14%. But overwhelmingly, Biden is responsible. 54% of independents believe that high, the fuel prices are high because of him. Now, that was as of Rasmussen uh, poll back on April 27th. So just the other day. Um, Americans are blaming Biden for Bidenflation. And now we're only one more quarter of negative growth away from a Biden Biden recession, Biden session. Yeah, so if you have two two uh, quarters in a row where you have a negative uh, GDP growth, you're in a recession. The question is, and, and in my opinion, I can see this happening. Because ultimately, what happens is, as these prices raise rise, whatever, people are going to stop spending. This isn't 2020 or 21 where people were getting free money. Think about it. You may have been one of these people that got however many thousand dollars in, in stimulus checks over the you know past two years. You also may have been a person that lost their job. Like So if you worked wherever in March of 2020... And your company closed, or you are a waitress, waiter, cook, um, you know, whatever the case may be, and your business closed and you lost your job. Well, pretty much every state you got your your unemployment, which could have been whatever, 
whatever that dollar amount is, plus you got an extra five, six, eight, whatever hundred dollars a month from the federal government unemployment benefits. So let's say you got, um, I, I don't know, I've never, fortunately, I've never had to be on unemployment, so I, I'm kind of throwing these numbers around. But I remember hearing people were actually making more money not working between the unemployment and the federal uh, handout, essentially, not the stimulus stuff, but the unemployment benefits, than they were working, which is which is part of the problem we're having now, getting people back to work. They got used to sitting on their asses, making more money. And you you might even hear people say that. You know, I had two years ago, I was making more money sitting on my ass, and I got to deal with these motherfuckers. This is bullshit. Um, I get it. But point being is, uh, they had free money. People are like, well, shit, let's go to Walmart and buy us a new big screen. Let's go here and buy this. Let's go here and buy that. Uh, let's let's empty out the grocery store because, you know, we can. People that were that are on, uh, you know, food stamps or whatever, EBT had extra money to spend at the grocery store, and they spent it willingly. They didn't care <laughs> that the price of whatever was was high and it wasn't even that high you know a year two years ago now that that money's gone those those benefits are dwindling so if the price of milk is a dollar more a gallon they might be a little more cautious with their with their spending because you need the basics right you might need if you have kids you, you know and stuff you might need milk and eggs and you know, vegetables and the basics, you might not buy soda and chips and, uh, you know, alcohol and candy and cakes and stuff like that. You, you don't need that stuff. But those prices continue to rise, which is, is going to continue to leave people away from buying that stuff. You know, it was interesting. I was in the grocery store around here and, uh, at Publix, which, you know, if you live in Florida, you know what I'm talking about. So they have Coke 12-packs on sale, right? And they're buy two, get one free. Does anyone realize how much a fucking 12-pack of Coke is? I don't drink a lot of soda, so I don't, it doesn't really affect me. But I was like, holy shit. seven fifty for a 12-pack of soda. Now, I recall... The last time I used to drink soda on a regular, you know, 12 packs were like three bucks. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm dating myself. I know that was a while back, but nonetheless, I was like, okay, so you buy two, you get one free. So it's basically $15 for three 12 packs. So that's five bucks a 12. That's a lot of fucking money for some soda. You know, what I normally buy is I'll have like one soda a day. It's kind of like my coffee in the morning. So I'll try and, okay, well, they got six packs of the, I don't think they're 20-ounce bottles or like 16-whatever-ounce bottles. But nonetheless, at least those are buy two, get two free. So, <laughs> But even those are not cheap. I don't recall the price. I, I didn't buy any, but I'm just saying. My point being is the, the luxury items. <laughs> Never thought that soda and potato chips and candy and stuff would be a luxury item. You know, you think luxury item, you think Rolex, Cadillac, you know. But, uh, but now these are going to be luxury items. But, you know, nothing to see here. What do you think is going to happen when a recession hit? So I was looking at the GDP numbers over the past 20 years. With the exception of 2020, the, the second quarter of 2020, the last time the numbers dropped like this was in 08, which was the last time we had a recession. Um, this This guy ran for president trying to, what has he done? What was his promises? That's gonna, that might be something I have to do for Sunday. I don't recall all his promises. I know it was basically bring the country together, um, uh, you know, recovery, get past COVID, blah, blah, blah. The only thing that if you want to give him credit for that he's done is we're kind of past COVID. Not that he had anything to do with it. I think in, in the grand scheme of things, the, the evil underlords had everything to do with COVID being here and then going away. The question will be, when it comes back, what, what will be the timing? Will it be this year before the elections in 20, you know, for 22? Or will they wait two years and hit us again in 24 before the elections? I guess that 
remains to be seen. So, um, it's interesting. So, you have uh, Dipshit McGee himself. This is what he has to say on the GDP numbers and about a uh, recession. Sir, how concerned are you about a recession, given the GDP reports today showed a contraction of 1.4% in the fourth quarter? Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not concerned about a recession. And, I mean, you're always concerned about uh, a recession, but the GDP, you know, fell to 1.4%. But here's the deal. We also had, last quarter, consumer spending and business investment and residential investment increased at significant rates, both for leisure as well as hard products, number one. Number two, the, we are unemployment is the lowest rate since 1970. A record 4.5 million businesses were created last year. So what do you think is going to happen when those unemployment numbers aren't the best? Because I'm telling you right now, guys, when people stop buying stuff, and these stores, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a mom and pop shop, Walmart, your local grocery store, Target. I don't care who it is. When people stop buying stuff, they're going to start laying off people. Whether they, whether they fire, they won't necessarily fire people. I mean, I don't think it'll get to that point. But, I mean, I've worked in retail. I've been a manager in retail. What happens is, is when the sales go down, the hours go down. You might not have 40-hour-a-week associates. You might have 35-hour-a-week associates. You might have 20-an-hour-a-week associates. In 08, when this happened, they started cutting people's uh, hours. When uh, Obamacare was, came into effect, if you guys recall that, you had companies, some companies, start cutting people under, under whatever the hour limit was to consider them still part-time so they wouldn't have to pay for um, medical. Um. So if you work at a place and, you're, and you've been working for however long and you're making 40 hours a, a week and you're getting X amount of dollars per hour for those 40 hours and all of a sudden people stop buying shit, so they say, okay, well, we're going to have to cut you down to 30 hours or 20 hours or whatever that number is. So now do you get a second job? Because the price of shit is still high. Gas is still high. It's, it's going to come around because he can say this bullshit, well, spending, blah, blah, blah. Well, the only reason those numbers are high, I just told you, is because the fucking price of shit's high. That's going to go away. Those numbers, and, and he's saying high. It's not that high. It's only 2.7%. It's not that fucking high. People will stop spending money. And when that happens, the... Uh, the businesses will start cutting hours. People will start losing their jobs because they're not going to keep driving to work for 20 hours a week or less or whatever. They can't afford it. And uh, then what is he going to do? Because 10.9 million people lost their job in March of 20. Well, I shouldn't say March, but the first that second quarter of 2020. 10.9 people, 10.9 million, sorry, people lost their jobs we haven't gotten close to that number yet we're seven eight million people have you know he says jobs created bullshit eight million people have returned to work you're still three million people short of that number watch that number increase people will stop going back to work people will start losing their jobs i'm just i i don't beg for this to happen trust me I can't stand this man any further than I can see him. But, unfortunately, you need him to succeed for this country to succeed. And we still got two, two and a half years of this dude. It's going to be a rough, rough one. So I hope everybody is ready for the storm because it hasn't even started to rain yet. Now here's another person that I don't necessarily agree with. In, in general, Mitch McConnell, I think he's a rhino in, in the worst way. But he did have this to say uh, about inflation also. Runaway inflation is crushing working American families on Democrats' watch. The share of Americans who say the economy is our most 
important problem. Hasn't been this high since the last time Democrats controlled the White House. Just this morning, we got a devastating quarterly GDP report. The economy actually shrank 1.4% over the last three months. No longer are Democrats just presiding over a disappointing recovery. Now they've thrown the recovery into reverse, and we're actually going backward. So, I mean, like I said, I don't care much for the man, but, you know, he uh, he's not lying. And uh, I just, I, I'm personally worried. I'm not going to lie to you. I am personally worried. And the sad thing is, is this isn't a right versus left thing. This isn't uh, Republicans shaking their fist at Biden because he's a Democrat. You have Democrats now <laughs> losing their shit. Here's the uh, talking heads on MSNBC. And and uh, this is their shit. They're freaking out worse than I am. But if all those employed people can't buy groceries, we have a serious but that's problem. that's kitchen table, too. It's kitchen yes, table, yeah. but Mika, it's more than just messaging. It's more than whether or not Democrats have a slogan that says well, Democrats deliver. It's what are we actually going to do to intervene to try to lower prices, lower inflation, until people see that happen and feel it in their pocketbooks. Sometimes I don't think the messages message matter. Sometimes it's a problem problem. It's a yeah, problem exactly. problem. Exactly. And you dealing with the problem. Because yeah. let's remember that all of this happened while the Democrats were in power. Right. You told us to uh, put you in power, we put you in power, and right. now I can't afford the life I'm living. You've got to tell me how you're gonna deal with that, because I put you in power there to Joe, understand me, not to preach to me. Joe, but if all those employees- So it's interesting, that was the uh, rhyme master, uh, Al Sharpton, another person I really can't stand. But um, he's not wrong. You know, we put you in power, and this is what you're doing to us. You know, when these people start losing their... What, what do you think is going to happen? Let's assume for a minute that in the midterms here coming up in the next couple of months, that it's everything's legit. It's a fair, free election, and the, the uh, red wave or whatever they're saying actually happens. Now they're saying red tsunami. It's going to be... <laughs> as bad as things are now in government, not things not getting done, it's going to be even worse when the Republicans take over because nothing's going to get passed. You Hopefully, it'll be interesting to see, hopefully you'll see more investigations into this stuff. Whether anything actually happens remains to be seen, I guess. Uh Am I looking to get Biden impeached or 25th Amendmented or anything like that? I don't know because I honestly don't believe that Kamala is in any better shape. I mean, she might not be as a... No, I can't even say that because I think she is a bumbling idiot. So I, I really don't know. We're pretty much fucked. I mean, there's no, there's no out. There's no out here. We are stuck. Thank you, Democrats and whoever else fucked with the election... But we are stuck. <laughs> You've we've got two plus years. We're stuck. Only thing we can hope for and pray to God is that somehow or another the economy turns around enough that we can survive this fuckery. But not <laughs> not so much that this dude gets reelected, if that makes any sense. Um, because we as Americans have very short memories, and if we forget what has happened in his what 13 months as president um because he has a good last year let's say um <laughs> you don't think it won't happen again so but um yeah i, I really don't know what to tell you guys but good news because the biden administration approves the usage of e15 gasoline yeah uh, which, by the way, for the New Green Deal people out there, E15 gasoline burns dirtier than the E10 that you're using now. Just throwing that out there. So they're going to up the ethanol content of your gasoline, which, by the way, most engines aren't 
<laughs> made to do that. So now your engine's going to run worse. So what it is is you have, uh, not to give you the breakdown chemistry of gasoline, but the gasoline you use in your car isn't pure uh, petrol, right? You know, it's, it's a mixture of chemicals. So they mix in uh, the ethanol to, uh, you know, make the gas a little bit cheaper. Ethanol is uh, corn-based. So now, <laughs> here, here's how it's going to work out. So basically, let me, let me scroll through here. I don't want to read this whole article. I'll just give you the highlights. So uh, they're doing, uh, it, on last Friday, they issued an, or was it today? Yeah, the, today they issued a, an emergency fuel waiver allowing E15 gasoline to be sold in the United States this summer in an effort to expand access to affordable fuel supply. So, let me see. I think it says, I, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. I read this earlier. Yeah, they're saying it, it should save about um, 10 cents a gallon on average. So, okay, so right now, where where I live, gas is 4.19 a gallon. <laughs> so it goes down to 4.09. Okay, whatever. If it's four dollars, it goes down to three ninety, so on and so forth. You guys can do math. Um, here's the thing: E15 gasoline burns dirtier. It's not as, uh, you, like I said, your cars are not designed for E15. They're designed for E10 because we've been using E10 for however long, 20, 30 years. Um, which means your engine isn't going to burn gas as efficiently as it does now, however efficient that is for you, which means you're going, your, your vehicle is going to consume more fuel. So are you really saving money? Yes, it is going to be 10 cents cheaper per gallon. But let's say you fill up once a week. Okay, now, or not now, but when this goes into effect, you uh, might have to fill up instead of every seven days, maybe it's every five days. Maybe it's every four days, depending on how your car runs. So are you saving money? If it's $4, if it's $4 a gallon, right? And it takes your, just for easy math, we'll say 10 gallons to fill your car up, so it's 40 bucks, Right? Well, then it goes, and that's every seven days. But now it goes down to three ninety for ten gallons. Well, it's thirty nine bucks, so I saved a dollar. Cool. But now I got to get gas four days from now. So in a month's time, where you might have only had to fill up four times, let's say, now you got to fill up six times, or seven times. So where's the savings? So if I had to fill up four times in a month. At a cost of forty bucks a pop, that's one hundred sixty dollars. When I got to fill up, you know, seven times, or let's just we'll even just say six times, at thirty nine dollars. Well, shit, and I just spent. <laughs> you know, I'm not smart. I can't do the math now. It's like two hundred and forty, two hundred forty something dollars. So, where's the where's the savings? I didn't save any money this month because I had to fill up in one or two extra times this month versus last month, even though I saved a dollar a fill-up. So it's literally coddling you to make it seem like they're doing something to help with the pipe, the Putin fuel, blah, 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 whatever they're calling it. Putin's price hike. We're, we're trying to do this to help you from the evil man, Putin. Um, I got some ideas for you guys. Number one, open the pipeline. Let it get done being built. Yes, true story. Start the pipeline back up. Yeah, the oil isn't going to start flowing immediately because the pipeline isn't done. But, like I said before, oil is traded on the futures market. If the pipeline is being built and gets done, the future of the oil market will show that there's going to be more oil produced, thus lowering the cost of fucking oil. Number two, start letting them frack again in northern um, United States. Shell, let them do what they were doing two, three years ago when gas prices were under 
I don't recall there being any catastrophes, any major uh, oil spillages or fracking incidents. I don't recall hearing about those. So is the, is the uh, I don't want to say economy, is the environment any better now than it was two, three, four years ago when this stuff was going on? Is it any worse? Probably not. I mean, all you guys are spouting is climate change and climate global blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> you want to help? You want to be a hero, Joe Biden? You want to be a fucking hero? Open the pipeline. You know, I saw on Twitter people were saying, it doesn't matter if the, even if the gas prices go down to pre-bullshit levels. You know, prices in a grocery store will still be higher. And I don't want to argue with that person and say they're wrong because I, we've had prices go up because of gas prices in the past. Recently. I mean, not recently as in yesterday, but back when Obama was in, pre in uh, the presidency, you know, gas prices were high. There was that spike. And um, even when Bush was there, you had that spike in gas price, prices of products rose. And they didn't go back down when the gas prices came back down. So they're not wrong. The difference is now instead of spending 40 bucks to fill up that gallon of that tank of gas, you might only spend in $20. That makes a difference, especially if you have more than one car in your family. It adds up. But... um. So, as you guys are probably well aware, I'm not even going to talk about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Cool. I guess it remains to be seen. We've talked about Elon Musk in the past. You really don't know where this guy lies as far as his beliefs. I mean, he is all about transhumanism and uh, different things like that. I don't know. Uh, it can't. It's not a bad thing, maybe, that he owns Twitter as far as from a free speech thing. But, you know, it, it remains to be seen what his ultimate goal in owning Twitter is. So, whatever. I, I don't use Twitter a whole hell of a lot. I mean, I get on there and it helps me search for things and I can find news articles via Twitter. But uh, I would say no matter who owns Twitter or Facebook or any other social media platform, um, it, it's not going to matter because we have a... Uh, we have a, uh, a new form of government here by the name of, uh, well, I don't think it's the official name, isn't the Ministry of Defense or <laughs> the Ministry of Truth, but, you know, we're going to call them that anyway. That's right. As Emperor Farquhar, <laughs> I don't even know the girl's name, but uh, so it's the uh, Bureau of Disinformation uh, is within the DHS, right? And so that's the Department of Homeland Security, which means that this this bureau has uh, policing powers. So everyone's calling it the Ministry of Defense, and this is what my governor, your governor, America's governor, has to say about it. As if they don't have enough issues to deal with, they now have an idea, and I honestly thought this was just a belated April Fool's joke, but they are actually going to create in the Department of Homeland Security a Bureau of Disinformation. It's basically a ministry of truth. And what they want to do is they want to be able to put out false narratives without people being able to speak out and fight back. They want to be able to say things like Russia collusion and, and perpetuate hoaxes and then have people like us be silenced. They want to be able to advocate for COVID lockdowns. They want to be able to ad be advocate for school closures, things that are not supported by the evidence, but then when you speak out, uh, they want to stifle dissent. And so we reject this bureau in the state of Florida. That's right. That's how we do it. But here's the thing. This is what we should all be worried about. Um... This is very much a George uh, Orwellian 1984 uh, situation here. Other countries, communist countries, <laughs> have these legitimately. I think in China it's legitimately called the Ministry of Truth. So I'm going to play one more clip here. And this is Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, and she's speaking on 
a similar on the on the topic here. I just want to hear what she has to say. How do you feel about the Ministry of Truth? Uh, this is the kind of thing that you see in dictatorships, this ministry of t truth, this department of propaganda that the Biden administration has just stood up. And the reason why you see this in dictatorships is because they're afraid of us. They're afraid of the people. They're afraid that we might actually think for ourselves. And so now they've created this, this body that will do two things. Number one, it'll use taxpayer dollars to uh, work through the mainstream media and flood the airwaves with whatever their propaganda narrative is that they're pushing at any given time and try to drown out anyone with alternate views. And number two, they will silence dissenting voices uh, through intimidation. Uh, this is, the, I think, the thing to recognize with this, just real quick, is that this isn't something new. This is something that they have already been doing that's happening right now. The, the only difference is they're formalizing it, making it official, which if there's a silver lining in this, it is they're revealing exactly who they are and why they're doing it, what they're trying to accomplish. And it allows us, the American people, to stand up and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to let you get away with this crap. We will take a stand. We will reject it. And we will throw out of office those who are continuing to uh, push and propagate this undemocratic anti-free speech mission. So, I mean, that, that basically explains it. So she says, this isn't new. This isn't something new. They've been doing this. The difference is here is what she's referring to is if you've had a Twitter, I've had my Twitter deleted. I've had my Facebook deleted because of things I've said or groups I've been a part of. So before you had the private entity of Twitter or Facebook or whoever, YouTube, whatever the case may be, I'd like to I'd stop recording for YouTube because the shit I say, I was getting demonetized and I have shit for followers. It's not like I had thousands of hundreds of thousands or whatever of followers on, on YouTube. But the shit I was saying was getting demonic. I'm like, why am I wasting my time? Because if I happen to blow up on YouTube, I'm not going to make any money. So why put the effort in? So we, we always say YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, these different situations, if they don't like what you have to say, they're not going to let you say it. And what are you going to do? It's a private entity. Now they federalized this by creating this ministry of truth. And now if they don't like what you have to say, you're going to get a knock at the door and you're probably going to get a visit. You might lose. Are they going to take your internet privilege away? from? I don't know. I don't know what the penalties, what the punishments are. The funny thing is, is uh, I think it was Jack Posobiec tweeted out about this a couple of days ago about this ministry of truth and the lady for life. I can't think of her name, but she's used to be Ukrainian, uh, ambassador or something she she did something with the ukraine and i commented on there uh did she learn about uh anything from the Zelensky regime and i kind of blew up a little bit and i posted my last episode that i did about you know the last two episodes i did about the corruption in ukraine so here's a person that um <laughs> that's going to enforce the rules you go to her twitter her tiktok and see some of the shit she talks about now earlier i was talking about the elections and covid you know are they going to revamp covid for the elections in 22 or 24 well they could but they have this person now and this agency that like tulsi said that's going to spend tax dollar money to pretty much comb through social media probably i would assume initialize the NSA databases to listen to conversations, to look at text, to look at tweets, to look at Facebook posts, uh, true, so, uh, true social posts, which we're on, by the way, if you want to check us out on True Social or Don't Tread on America. Um, and anything you say that doesn't agree with the, the, uh, the, the official narrative, they're going to haul you off. Will you get arrested? I don't know. But it seems like it's getting to that point. This seems very much like communist Russia and communist China and Cuba and uh, South Korea, or not South Korea, North Korea, and these different places that if they don't like what you have to say, you're gone. Right? And God forbid, when, when was it against the law to have a fucking opinion uh, to your own? 
whether it's right or wrong, if I go out there and say the sky is purple, okay, that's disinformation. But what if I look at the sky and it's fucking purple? Is it is it wrong? You, I could tell a hundred people that the sky is purple, and they're gonna look at me and be like, "Motherfucker, the sky's blue." I'm telling you, the sky's purple. They're gonna say, "Okay, he's crazy. He's whatever. He's whatever. He's whatever." Technically, I'm spreading disinformation, but maybe through my eyes, that sky is purple. <laughs> I know it's kind of a lame uh, analogy there, but my point being is, everyone in this world, but especially in this country, is entitled to their opinion. It's pretty much written, the first thing on the Constitution, freedom of speech. You know, with the exception of making threats to to people, or presidents, or governors, or senators, or whatever the case may be, or yelling fire in a, in a, um, a movie theater, or, you know, whatever the case you can say whatever. I mean, as long as you're not threatening people in general, what does it matter? They're fucking words, people. Oh, because you're spreading disinformation. I'm only spreading disinformation to the people that are listening. And then it's up to them to decipher whether what I'm saying is true or not. It's not up to this chick that <laughs> happened to manage to squeeze her ass into a fucking job of disinformation. What's going to happen is you're going to see platforms you're going to start they're going to start listening to different podcasts they're going to start, especially podcasts that have more and more listeners and the things that those people say if they don't agree with them whether you're right or wrong it doesn't matter if they don't agree with it you're gone you'll start getting deplatformed apple stop carrying your shit spotify whoever so with that being said please share this with your friends uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple, if Google, if you could give us a good rating while we can still get ratings and put the show out. <laughs> I want to welcome some new listeners to the show. Uh, appreciate y'all being here. But for those people and the people that have been continually listening, continue to share this with your friends. And make sure you go to our Facebook page at Don't Tread on America on Facebook. And uh, give us a follow there. You'll get show updates and anything else we do. And uh, also, we're on Twitter at dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. And like I said, I'm on social meet uh, social media. I'm on uh, true. What is it called? Truth Social. Don't tread on America. And you can find all of that on our website at don'ttreadonamerica.com. All right, guys. With that being said, you have a great day. Like I said, it's Friday. Spend some time with the ones you love. And. Uh, party on right <laughs> and i will talk to you guys again on sunday